Right, good morning everybody. Uh, so glad to be together again. As you can see, we're already in a new venue again. Uh, there's some construction work at the Marquis, and so we had to move again. Uh, but good to be together. And I realized that there's been some delay, or not really a delay, uh, uh, a couple of weeks go by before we do the next one. But we realized that some of these topics, it's not something that you can just, you know, go over at once. One needs to ponder on it. This is critical. We talk about the kingdom of God. We talk about the kingdom of heaven. Mm -hmm. So it's important that we really, really understand. And we said it before, and I want to say it again. These things you can't look in isolation. When we talk about today, we're going to talk about obedience. Don't think obedience is the single only thing. You need to link it with with humility, we talk about love, we talk about all the things that we talked about before, unity. It all comes together and every other topic we're going to talk about, uh, next time we want to talk about honor, and you'll see that it, it's so, it's interlinked. And it's important that as believers, that when we look at the kingdom of God and how we live in His kingdom, because this is what it's all about, it's how do we live in this kingdom that is God's kingdom? And so we have to live by his rules. And but and you'll see today when we talk about that, it's not just by uh, living under a dictator. We don't live under a dictator. We live under a loving father. Mm. We have someone that cares for us. He really loves us and he cares for us and he wants the best for us. So, and I think if you come, if you come with that understanding, it will really help you. So again, this morning, we've got a, a, a guest uh, and you'll see it every time that we do these podcasts, we really like to bring people in and something that's really close to their hearts. So Pastor Kovas is here with me and I'm Pastor Don, you already know that. So welcome again, Pastor Kovas with us. Okay. And and okay. as we said before, we don't do the pastor thing during the podcast, it's Don and Kovas. Uh, we've got my lovely wife here, Yvonne, with us this morning. It's, it's awesome to have her with us. So... Yeah, I think let's let's get into this topic and Quivers, I mean, this is something that's really close to your heart and I, I think close to all of our hearts, but yeah. I think let's start with the end in mind. <laughs> yeah, no, thank you. Um, thank you, Don. Uh, this, this is um, something that is close to my heart and when I think about the word obedience, um, one of the first scriptures that come to mind is in Matthew 28, verse 18 to, 9, uh, 18 to 20. Yeah. And uh, this is the part where, where Jesus, you know, gives his final words. Yeah. So Jesus has lived now for, for, um, for many years and he's, he's now had a public ministry of three years, which has now come to an end. Mm. Um, so this is kind of the final conversation. This is the final download. Yeah. And uh, so I want to put a high um, uh, premium on these on these specific words, on this conversation, because this is kind of the final thing that he says, right? So this is really, really important. Yeah. And uh, this is what Jesus says. Uh, uh, it says, Jesus came and told his disciples, I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Mm -hmm. So that's the opening statement. So, so Jesus said, I've, I've died on a cross, I've been raised back to life, I did everything that my Father wanted me to do, and I've been given all authority in heaven and in earth. 
Um, and and now after this statement, on the on the on the back of the statement, Jesus says, therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. So that there's the Great Commission. And then he says, uh, verse 20, he says, Teach these new disciples to obey all the commandments I've given you, and be sure of this. I'm with you always, even to the end of the age. Yeah. And so, so in this final conversation, in this final statement, yeah. in this final commission, right? Jesus says these words. He says, teach these new disciples, make disciples and teach them yeah. to be obedient. Teach yeah. them to obey. And so for me, um, obedience, Don, is not a, it's not a, if I feel like it or when it suits me or when optional it's convenient. Extra or something. It's not an optional extra. It's not a, by the way, it's not a, something that's interesting mm -hmm. for me if you are a child of god this is at the heart of what we do and what we believe yeah. is obedience to our heavenly father and jesus was our great example he's the one who modeled obedience perfect obedience and now he's saying you know jesus who modeled it is saying now teach new believers to be obedient so we actually should have started this whole series on obedience. Yeah, well, <laughs> but maybe well, well, it could have made sense yes. to start there. Yes. But it's so critical that we bring it in. <clears throat> amen, amen. Yvonne, let's talk about the characteristics of obedience. I mean, what if we think about obedience, what does it mean to you? What does it look like? What does obedience look like? Um, firstly, obedience for me is to submit myself under the authority of somebody else, which yeah. is Jesus Christ. And then also obedience is a sign of love. If I love somebody, I will do what they ask me to do. Yeah. And obedience involves not only doing what God tells us to do, mm -hmm. but also to do it willingly. Yeah. With a good attitude. Uh, with a good attitude, yeah. yeah. And obedience is also honor. Yeah. Honor and respect for that person. And when you honor a person, you will reverently mm. and worshipfully fear him. Yeah. You will love what he loves. You will hate what he yeah. hates. Yeah. You will do what he does and say what he says. Yeah. So being obedient to the Lord, to the word of God, means putting your faith, hope and love for Jesus Christ in action. Mm -hmm. So what is said about Jesus in the Word of God is, And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. Hence, why the Bible stresses it an essential part of the Christian faith. Obedience equals for me, humble, you from the beginning mm -hmm. till the end, no compromises. So, so you can be only obedient if you humble yourself. Mm -hmm. yeah. So I think it links into what you said, Corbus, about the last words that Jesus said. I mean, he basically, he uh, demonstrated to us. Yeah. His life yeah. was a life of obedience. Yeah. He came to earth being obedient to Father God to say, listen, Jesus, you're the only one that can save this, this earth yeah. because you're the only one that's without sin. And he did it out of obedience. Then he basically humbled himself, became like a man, 
basically gave up his heavenly home, came to earth, humbled himself, and went right to the end, obedience right to the cross. But we also know why he did it, because because of the joy that was set before him. He realized that if he does this, it will save the whole world. Obviously, all those that accept his word. You know, something that just stood out for me, Yvonne, as you were sharing, is that, um, you know, sometimes we we can be uh, powerless Christians. You know, we, you know, we don't have influence and we don't have authority. But uh, I believe that God wants us, He wants to use us, His church, His, His people, mm. to be an influence in the world, to, yeah. to have authority, to have power and to demonstrate power. I really believe that's part of what God wants us to do. But for, for me, and, and I love what you shared, because how, how do we... You know, how do we get authority? How, how do we get ourselves into a place where, where we can be somebody who is, who is an influencer, who can, who can demonstrate authority? And for me, it's, it's about being obedient to the one who has all authority. Mm-hmm. When we align ourselves to Jesus, who has all authority, sure. we, can, we can walk in that authority and we can demonstrate God's power. You know, I think of well, that scripture where Jesus says, we need saw the centurion. Yeah. And the guy says, I'm under authority. And I know we're going to talk about honor later, but mm. this is so apt for me now is that because when you put yourself under authority, you have the same authority that the person you are under authority. Exactly. Yeah. So you basically have everything that they have. Yeah. And what an amazing place to be. So it's not about being obedient just for the sake of it, but it's basically receiving that authority. Yeah. You have the same authority that he has. I mean, that's awesome, I think. So, you know, when I think about obedience and I think about, um, you know, what does it do to us? As a believer, you know, I believe obedience brings personal growth. Uh, And I know it it starts, our journey as believers starts by being obedient to the Bible. Mm -hmm. Where God says, you know, if you believe in Christ, you'll be saved. So that's where it started. And, uh, and then it's a question of how do you how do you take this walk? And there's a personal growth in the God will come to you and, and say small things, and He wants you to start learn obedience. And obviously, yeah. He's put you in a Christian home and yeah. or in a home yeah. where you learn obedience. And I think that's something you want to say something about. But I think for me, obedience is really what does it mean? It yeah. means compliance with an order, request, law, or submission. To another's authority, which we really touched on, mm. but it's about doing the things that that will our relationship with God will grow. The more we are obedient to yes. Him, the closer we get to yeah. Him, yeah. and uh, and not to rely on our feelings. And I mean, I think of Proverbs three verse five. It says, "Trust in the Lord mm-hmm. with all your heart, and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him, and He will direct your paths." So, you know, sometimes you would feel like God will say something to you, but you don't feel like it. Yeah. You can't work on your feelings. You have to go with what he's saying at that time. Go speak to that person. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like it, Lord. You know, it's not my ministry. Can I pray about it? No. What about doing it now? You know, so I, I think there's, I, I always think about children, you know, you yeah. say to them, I want you to take the dustbin out now. Yeah. Not tomorrow. Tomorrow yeah. is too late. Yeah. The dust truck comes today. Yeah. So what, how about now is a good yeah. time, you know? And I think 
when we think about the relationship <laughs> with God, yeah. it also is about now. Yeah. God wouldn't say something to you now if he means you must do it tomorrow. Yeah. Phone this person. No, I don't want to do it now. Can I do it later? Mm. You know? Uh, so I think this is that's part of that growth process that yeah. I believe we're going through and working in obedience. No, I mean, uh, uh, Don, you know, somebody said um, delayed obedience is actually disobedience. And uh, because, you know, I, I, and I, when I think of my own children, I mean, uh, you know, sometimes you would ask them to do something or just give some sort of an instruction. And you know, you know how it is, they'll say, I'll do it later. Mm. Um, but then it, it doesn't get done. Yeah. And so essentially, um, you know, delayed obedience is actually disobedience. Uh, you know, there's, uh, there's, there's a couple of scriptures that just comes to mind for me when I, when I think about this process. Um, you know, first of all, Jesus said, uh, you know, teach these new disciples to obey, right? Teach mm. them to obey. So there's a process of learning obedience. Mm. Mm. And uh, I think about Hebrews chapter 5, verse 7 and 8, um, you know, this speaks about Jesus. You know, it says, while Jesus was here on earth, he offered prayers and pleadings with a loud cry um, and tears to the one who could rescue him. This is Hebrews 5, verse 7 to 8. <clears throat> um, to the one who could rescue him from death. And God heard his prayers because of his deep reverence for God. And then this verse 8, which is very, which was very, very interesting to me. It says, even though Jesus was God's son. Right, so Jesus was God, 100%, all the time. Not for one moment was he not God. Yes. But there was a time that he was born as a man. And at the same time that he was 100% God, he was 100% man. He mm. was human, mm. born as a human, right, like us. And it says, even though Jesus was God's son, he learned obedience through the things he suffered. So even Jesus had to go through a process of learning obedience, right? Now, what does that look like practically for me? I mean, I think, okay, let's, I mean, we can talk about obedience and we can be philosophical about it, yeah. but what does it look about, what, what does that look like in, in, in a practical sense in, 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 in my life, in, in, in a yeah. child of God's life? What does that look like? Yeah. What does that process look like? And, uh, I, I think that one of the most important things, uh, you know, uh, that, that God uses with, with, this, with this idea of being obedient or learning obedience is that this happens um, in the house that you grow up in. Yeah. So God will give you parents. Yeah. And a big part of parenting is teaching your kids to be obedient. Yeah. So one of the responsibilities God gives to, to parents is you need to teach them to be obedient, right? Now, I have kids, and, and I mean, it's, it's not easy, right? But God is expecting this of me, is to teach them obedience. Yeah. And, uh, you know, there are, there are scriptures on parenting. I mean, there's, there, there's a few, and there's a lot of scriptures that, that we as adults get to deal with. But there are, there are essentially only two instructions for kids. Sure. Simple. Simple. So the Bible says... So right, kids, children, honor you, honor your parents, yeah. and obey them in the Lord. Those are the two instructions: honor them, obey them. Right? It's not complicated. Two things. <laughs> Make sure you do these two <laughs> things: honor them, obey them. Yeah. This is what is expected of you. Yeah. And so, I, I think about the house that I grew up in, 
And our parents taught us to be obedient. It, it, it was very important to them for us to learn obedience. And, mm. and I think about my kids and, uh, you know, being a parent and what it means to me to teach them to be obedient. Mm. And uh, I find that, that one of the ways, one of the best ways, Don, is to, is to model obedience. Yeah. So if... Don't say what I say. Yeah, you know, kids, <laughs> kids do what you do. Kids don't do what you say always. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And... And so, so if, if, my, if my children know that I'm living in disobedience to God, um, how then will I teach them to live in obedience? Yeah, not possible. <laughs> and then, you know, I've, I've heard parents and, and, and families and so on say to me that, you know, that's old-fashioned. You know, kids, let, let them do what they want. You know, mm. let, let them be their own person and, discover who they are and all those fancy ideas. Let's figure out life for yeah, themselves. You know, the Bible is old-fashioned. Let's, let's move on. You know, the, you know, the world has changed. And I think to myself, you know, how, how will you expect that child who will, be, who will become a, a, a grown-up person, how would you expect them to be obedient to God who they, who they can't see, who's invisible? If, if they were never taught obedience to a parent who they can see. Yes. And so that's why God says, you must learn obedience, but learn it at home. Yeah, yeah. And so th that to me has been something that's been very practical. Yeah, I think you uh, talk about that, that process and it starts off as a child and then into adulthood. And I think today we mostly, I don't know, we're speaking to adults. Yeah. Uh, I hope the children also listen. But it's about, you talk about obedience and learning that at home. Yeah. Um, you said, you know, delayed obedience is disobedience. Yeah. But then what about partial obedience, Yvonne? I mean, <laughs> is, is partial obedience obedience? No, it, it's very important to, when God gives you an instruction, to do it 100%. Yeah. For, for me, uh, Saul is a very good example of partial obedience. He himself was convinced that he did what God told him. Yeah. But we can go and read in 1 Samuel 15, what was the instruction that was given to him? It says, now go attack the Amalekites and totally destroy all that belongs to them. Mm. Do not spare them. Put to death men and women, children and infants, cattle and sheep, camels and donkeys. But what did Saul do? In 1 Samuel 15 verse 9, But Saul and the army spared Agak, and the best of the sheep and cattle, the fat calves and the lambs, everything that was good. Mm. So what did God think of that? Uh, in what he thought was obedience. We read it in 1 Samuel 15 verse 10 to 11. Then the word of the Lord came to Samuel. I regret that I have made Saul king because he has turned away from me and has not carried out my instructions. Sure. So, partially obedience is disobedience. Yeah. So he only did it in part. But yeah. basically, he disregarded God's instruction. And uh, it caused, caused him his death. Yeah. So it's a huge penalty. Mm. And I think the... You know, this topic of obedience, one realizes there's 
there's a lot of angles to it, and maybe we're not going to cover all of it, but I think there's another scripture also in 1 Samuel, and I think it's linked to this, where, where he says, Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice, and to hearken than the fat of rams. So the issue about obedience, you can't sacrifice, and I think in, Paul's, in Saul's mind, he's going to use all these um, good animals, and he's going to now sacrifice it to the Lord. But he obviously kept a few nice stuff for himself type of thing. So he's going to appease the Lord with a sacrifice. And Samuel is saying to him, no, you know, uh, sacrifice won't make up for disobedience. Yeah. And I think, you know, you think, obviously, this is very clear. I mean, God exactly said to him how you should do it. But I think if you think about it, what is disobedience? It's really an act of this rebellion. It's obviously it's sinful. It's a form of idolatry. Uh, it disrespects God's word. If God says you must do something. Um, but what actually what Saul did, you know, he was trying to look good. Mm. You know, he wanted to bring this king and obviously display him before other people to make him look good as a king. Mm. So it was all about looking good. And I think Jesus had a lot to say about this. This uh, The teachers of his time in, in Matthew 6, where he talks about, the religious activities, you know, they did fasting because it was an open thing. They did public prayers and they're giving to those in need. It was almost like a public display, yeah. uh, almost like sacrifices. And he says that was only to look good before people. Mm. And it cannot make up for disobedience. Yeah. I mean, so sacrifices cannot make up where you're disobedient to God. And I think that's what the scripture is all about. So when people talk about the approval of people, what looks good. Mm. Maybe let's just talk about the fear of man. I mean, where does this feature? I mean, I think Yvonne, you also got a view on this about, you know, where people try to get you off track. Um, yeah, sometimes you God gives you an uh, instruction to do, mm -hmm. work to do, and yeah. uh, then life happens. You yeah. know, yeah. maybe your work or, or people come your way and they trying to get you off the track, you know, yeah. take over what... Even believers. Yeah, even believers, you know, it's like taking on what God has instructed you to do. Mm. And because then you will think that maybe you're on the wrong side. Yeah. And that... At, at the end, we must look at what was the what was the instruction that God gave us yeah. till the end, yeah. and we must stand firm on that because do what He says. Do what He says. Yeah, we're not supposed to bend for mm. the human beings, you know, <laughs> trying to be good. But I mean, it's really the fear of man. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah. I don't know. What was your thoughts on yeah. this? So I mean, I mean, typically from my own life, Don, is that. Uh, you know, there would be this um, temptation almost. It's like, I know I know God's given me instruction. I know what God mm. wants me to do. And we pray these prayers, God, your will be done, not mine. And I'm going to choose your will. But then it, what typically happens is that is that we start wondering, you know, what, you know, what will people think of this? Mm. Yeah. What will people think of me? And uh, am I going to look like a fool? Yeah. You know, so we... So, so, so all, all of these things, you know, they, they come into play is that we, that we start compromising because we want to please people mm -hmm. and we want to look good and we want to feel good. 
Um, and so we start compromising on what we know God said to us. Mm. Yeah. And, uh, you know, what I also find is, Don, is that uh, typically we would, we, we would um, compare our lives to other people. And we, and we start comparing. Really so, yeah, I mean, that, that's, that's one of the, you know, that's a big deal. And, you know, so typically, you know, what I would do is I would look at your life and start comparing my life to your life. And start compromising on certain things because, um, you know, of this thing of wanting to compare. Yeah. Um, and but I, I just know that our lives are so unique, mm. our journeys are so unique. Mm. Um, if I start comparing my journey to your journey, I'm going to get myself into trouble, mm. because God's plan and God's call on my life is completely unique to yours. Yeah. Um, and and we should never compare our lives. Uh, you know, for this, and then in that, in making comparisons, all of a sudden making compromises now <coughs> uh, to, to what we know God has said to us to do. Um, you know, and especially, especially, I mean, I could look at somebody who's really successful at certain things mm-hmm. in life in general, um, and then I would uh, start just to do the stuff they do, and not, you know, you know, at the cost of of actually not doing what I feel God told me to do. You know, and that's that's living in disobedience, and but it's basically not running in your lane. I mean, Paul says I need to run the race. Yeah. So in a race, there's lanes. Yeah. So you know, God has equipped me; He's graced me in a certain way, and yeah. He's got a certain destiny and a plan for my yeah. life. The, so the plan for my life, the plan for your life, and your life may not be the same. <laughs> you know, there's just lots of things that are the same. You know, yeah. all, we all need to be obedient <laughs> to the Word of God. We yeah. all need to make disciples. We all need to love. And be guided by Holy Spirit, but Holy Spirit may want me to impact that person over there. He may want you to impact that person, and you exactly. need to impact this person. So, because you are able to do it, so if you now trying to do my stuff, and I try to do yours, stuff, okay. you know, we're going to get ourselves into trouble. We're going to get in trouble. <laughs> and I think that's the point about comparing. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I think it's it's. It's easy now to look at Saul's life and say, you know, come on, Saul, you really messed it up. But how many times do we do partial obedience? Mm-hmm. How many times do we do delayed obedience, mm-hmm. which is essentially disobedience? And I think that's the critical point we need to look at. Yeah. Uh, let's just talk about the um, the benefits of, of obedience and I, uh, the blessings that it will bring. Uh, you know, the one story that really speaks to me and, you know, I just like Peter, you know, I really relate to Peter. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe I'm a little bit like him, but I can't say totally. But, uh, you know, I think Peter as a fisherman, when Jesus came to him and said, listen, Peter, I want to use your boat as a platform to preach the gospel. And I like that story because, you know, that was his business. So God uses basically his business as a platform mm-hmm. to preach the gospel. And I'm a businessman, so it speaks to me, and I understand that principle. So yeah, Peter actually is obedient. He takes the boat, he pushes it out a little bit in the water. But the benefit of that, it was not only to Peter. A lot of people were benefited at that point because the gospel was now preached to everybody. So everybody could hear, for those that know water, the best way to actually produce sound is actually on water. Then if you actually experience this, but yeah. when you're on on a boat, please don't scan it on the people on the side <laughs> yeah. because they can hear every word yeah. in detail. Apparently, yeah. the water really just carries. Yeah, just, yeah. But obviously, Jesus knows that. So that's why he used that 
as a, as a wave. It's like an amphitheater in a sense. But then, after Jesus preached the gospel, then he says to Peter, go and fish. Mm. Now, I, I, the Bible doesn't say this, but I can imagine Peter thinking in his mind, Jesus, you're a carpenter. Come on, I'm a fisherman. You know, don't you know that we fished? We know these waters. and We've had the privilege to actually go to the Mediterranean in those areas. There ain't a lot of fish there. So uh, let me tell you, we, our snorkel, there, there ain't a lot of fish. So, but they didn't catch anything. But I like what, Jesus, what Peter then says here. He says um, in, uh, in, in, uh, in Luke 11, verse 5, he says, Master, we've worked hard all night, haven't caught anything. But because you say so, I will let down my nets. And we know the story. I mean, because when he said yes to Jesus, a miracle happened. Yeah. Uh, suddenly, the boats were filled with, with fish. Not only his boat, but others. So again, the blessing wasn't just about himself. So the blessing just didn't come to him. But it actually affected everybody around him. And I just realized that in life, you know, if I'm a, as a father or a husband, if I'm obedient, it blesses my whole family. The same is true for disobedience. If I'm disobedient, it affects everybody. It really can mess up their lives. And unfortunately, that also happens. But Yvonne, you also got a, something to say around the blessing of obedience? Yeah, obedience brings blessing. God has linked trust in Him by faith with obedience. God has made incredible promises and has linked them to our obedience. It's the if and then promises of the Bible. If we obey what He says, then He, will, he promises that He will save us, watch over us, take care of us and give to us our needs. Yeah. So the obedience is linked to promises. So there's, so there's benefits in obedience. And it's yeah. almost like God sure. is saying, guys... You know, take my promises, yeah. but be obedient, yeah. and this is the outcome. Yeah. You know, so there's, yeah. Um, so it's like God is saying, "My plan's better than your plan." Mm -hmm. Yes, yes, yeah. You know, trust Stick my, to plan. my plan. Yeah. yeah. Um, Don, I've I've got this uh, I've got this testimony that uh, <coughs> I just want to share. Um, you know, I I like Bill Johnson quotes, um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna just um, use this one. It's, you know, I, I don't have it perfectly as, as he said it, but, but it goes something like this. He says, every time a believer obey, the power and presence of God is manifested. Oh. And uh, I, look, I, I'm not sure about the wording exactly, but I'm going to put it down as a, as a Bill Johnson quote. Every time a believer obey, the power and presence of God is manifested. And, and that, uh, that's what happens. Yeah. So the moment you obey, you come yeah. under his authority. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, whether it's a small thing or a big thing, yeah. the power of God is manifested. The presence and power of God is manifested. And, you know, I, I have this one uh, memory or this one testimony that, uh, that has always stayed with me. And uh, some years back, um, I, I, lived in, I lived in Sabi and I was with uh, Living Waters Christian Church and I was, uh, I was, the, new, I was the new youth leader. I was, the, I was the new kid on the block. Mm. Um, you know, and just well, yeah, wanting to get to know everybody, wanting to get to know the church, and um, I have this one memory specifically, and I was dealing with teenagers only, well, mostly, and uh, 
I have this one specific memory where um, I was walking out of a out of a shop. Uh, I think it was Spar or yeah, something like that. I was just buying groceries, just buying bread. And I was walking um, towards my car, and I I noticed this 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 teenage boy. He was uh, probably grade ten or something like that, maybe mm-hmm. maybe grade nine, grade ten. I noticed him, and uh, but he was some some distance from me, and and as I was walking, I just I just heard the Holy Spirit say to me, "Go up to that young man and tell him." That everyone who's received Jesus, everyone who's believed in Him, mm. has the right to be called a child of God. Now that's that's random. I don't know the guy. I don't know what what this means. And it, it, I mean, it. I sure. I mean, I'm 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 nervous and wondering, you know. Mm. But I just knew that I was going to be disobedient to God if I didn't do this. And that, that was at stake for me. I, I, I wanted to be obedient to my Heavenly Father. Yeah. Um, even if it means I, I might look like a fool. I mean, I don't yeah. know this guy. I don't know what he, what he believes or who he is. And, and we've never met. I mean, this, is, this was going to be our first introduction. Yeah. So I, I do it. I, I, I walk up to him and uh, kind of say, Hi, I'm, I'm so-and-so. And, and I say, I just I don't know what, what this means, but I just want to give you the scripture and I and I and I quoted the scripture to him and I uh, and he looked at me and uh, you know not really having an answer and I said look you know we've got youth on Friday nights and I'm with living waters and um, he said to me if I come to a church to a church meeting I will be struck by lightning God will strike me dead with lightning if I go to a church that was his his first words to me (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and uh, I said, no, you won't. Come come on Friday and, and you'll see God will not strike you with lightning. And he went away from that encounter and thought about that scripture I gave him. So you did share the scripture? Yeah, I mean, I said, look, I want to share the scripture with you. And I, you know, you don't know me, I don't know you, but and it's weird and but here's, I just feel I need to say this to you. Mm-hmm. That if you believe in Jesus, if you, if you accepted him, you, you have the right to be called a child of God. We've got youth on Fridays. You can come. Lightning won't strike you. Sure. It won't. And, uh, and he came. And he came on Friday. And he became one of the pillars of the youth ministry. For the next few years, he was the closest guy to me one of the pillars of the youth ministry, one of the, one of the big influences in that little town who brought the most people to youth. Mm. Uh, and even from there, he actually then went and studied uh, the arts and, and, and Bible school and music. Sure. Um, and he, and, he, and he, was, okay. he was for a, for, for a few years, he was in full-time ministry. Wow. Ever since he's now immigrated to... Um, Austria, he lives with his wife and, his, and, his, and his, his, he has a child now. And he loves God, serving God with all of his heart. Uh, I mean, completely devoted to Jesus. And this is from that meeting in the parking lot. Yeah, yeah. Where God intervened in this guy's life. Mm. Why? Because there was another child of God who was willing to be obedient. Mm. 
and to just take a, a small step of obedience, which sparked something in this guy's life. And ever since, to this day, it still has an effect on him. But you know, when you say that, I think of, and I'm sure all of us has got lots of testimonies about obedience. But yeah. The one that comes to mind, and maybe while I talk about, if you think of a testimony in your own life, but the one I, I immediately comes to my mind is we were camping in Mozambique one year, December, and I woke up at three o'clock in the morning, and with a friend of ours' daughter uh, in my mind, and I thought this can't be, this can't just be a random thought, you know. Mm-hmm. And I started to intercede for her, but like, and I sensed she was in danger, and uh, so I started praying for her, and I just prayed and prayed and prayed, and until I had peace, and I carried on sleeping, you know. So died in the middle of the night there. Uh, I think the next day there was no signal, you know, remember there's no cell phone signal in those camps in Mozambique. You had to go to a hill to get a, you were close to the South African border that you can get a the signals, so I called her parents. Then they told me the story that she was in America and they were attacked in the hotel room, the two girls, yeah. at that time. So God woke me up. Yeah. And I, 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 even now when I say it, I get the shivers. I think, what if I was disobedient? Mm-hmm. What if I did not pray? I don't know who else God woke up. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> maybe others as well. I don't know. Maybe it wasn't just me. But all I know is, what if I was not obedient? Yeah. They were safe and God protected them and, you know, they were unharmed. And I think of how many times God gives us an instruction to pray for someone or to, to do something like you say. You saved this guy's life because you were obedient. You took that step. And now he's living a, you know, a life as a believer and a yeah. family and whatever. Yeah. And he was fearful of God, obviously. He thought, you know, God's going to just zap him because yeah. maybe something he did or whatever. I don't know why he said it. But, <laughs> but I realized just the benefit of obedience and just how critical it is for us to take every step when God speaks to you is to actually do it, you know. And I realized as a believer is that the more you do it, the more he brings things to you. Yeah. And it's not to over, overload you. But it's essentially, I believe God can trust you. If I think of, if I want to give someone a job, who would I give it to? I will give it to someone that I think they will do it. If I ask them, they, they will actually do it. You know, if you speak, you say to someone to do it and they don't do it, you stop giving them instructions. Yeah. I, I think the same with us. God's so, I remember once one of our elders, Terry, said, you know, guys, I remember we actually sat at this table. Uh, if we don't do it, God's going to give this assignment to someone else to do it. Mm-hmm. So we either d- decide to do it and yeah. be obedient, yeah. or God's going to give it to someone else. And I would hate that God would say it of me. So mm-hmm. it's just to do it. If, I you know, if you think of a testimony of, of just your obedience. Yeah, I think being a mom and with children... And how many times did the Holy Spirit told me to do, go and look for your child, go and see where they are. And then I had that urge just to go and then I caught them in the middle of a very dangerous place. Yeah. You know, like a little one that Donovan, when he was small, I caught him when he was climbing over the swimming pool rail. Um, 
you know, though, if if I did not obey, then he might not maybe be with us today. Yeah. And as a mom, you need to be alert and yeah. obedient to if whenever the Holy Spirit speaks mm -hmm. to you. So it's life and death stuff. Eh? Yeah. If you think about it, you know, I was praying for this girl and think about your, your children. So it's a big thing. Yeah. Maybe if we could end off today, just talk about our own personal experience with obedience. I mean, the, I think, you know, we can, there's lots of scriptures and you know, it's easy to go and Google stuff and, and yeah. find more scriptures and obedience. There's lots to say about obedience. So yeah. we're not saying that we covered the whole topic. But I think if we can make it practical and just out of your own experience, Yvonne, I mean, how did, why is, why is obedience important to you? And how did you learn to be obedient? I think from a small child, I always was very conscious. Uh, I always had a conscience. Yeah. And I think that was the fear of the Lord that has driven me. Mm. So I did not... I was not a person taking risks or anything. I was too afraid to do anything wrong because I know that there was consequences. Mm. Even though I wasn't a child of God yet, mm. um, that was for me, you know, the fear of God has led me through the years mm. in that. So it was easy for you to obey your parents? Yeah, it was also what they said. I didn't want to go against them and do things that they don't approve of. Yeah. So how did that then go into becoming a believer? So how does this now relate to your, your Christian walk? I, mean, I think I can hear uh, uh, the same with God now, you know, also have the fear of God in everything that we do now. You, mm -hmm. You're careful of just doing something out of line. Yeah. Uh, you yes. want to do the right thing. I want to do always do, want to do the right thing since yeah. I was small. Not that you always do it, but you, <laughs> you wanted to do you it. You wanted yeah. to do yeah. it, yeah. Okay. Goes for you. Yeah, Don. I I think the I think the main really the main verse or the main scripture is John fourteen twenty three. For me personally, this was my journey, and Jesus replied, "All who love me will do what I say." My father will love them and we will come and make our home with each of them. And uh, I think back on my, on my experience with, with Christianity and church and, and Bible. And, um, as a child, I mean, we, you know, we, were, we, were, we always went to church. And, but it, it felt very um, legalistic to me. It felt like legalism in, in the sense that it was the thou shalt not approach. And I felt that uh, there were certain laws and certain uh, instructions given by God, who, who is God Almighty, who, who we can't really approach or have a relationship with. And there's certain things expected of us. And Just do, 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 do. Yeah, this is the law and this is what you do. And yeah. um, I failed miserably. I mean, to be honest, I, I just couldn't get right. I mean, I... I felt I was in disobedience the whole time and the, and the condemnation that comes with that. Just not feeling good enough, not just just feeling mm. terrible about mm. about what is in the Bible and I'm not, just not getting it right. Yeah. And uh, but it was it was this scripture, it was it was when I really connected to the scripture that I realized that 
That's after you being saved. Yeah, when I when I, I became born again and I started to read read the scripture and, and knowing that God has called me into a relationship with Him mm. and that He loves me and that I can trust Him. And in this loving relationship, something happened inside of me. There was an internal change. Yeah. That now I I actually I, I actually want to do things. Yeah. I, I, I want to be obedient because I love him sure. and because he loves me. And so it's, and it's almost like, like, you know, you know, like when you're married and, and your spouse and you, you just want to do things that please them. You don't want to do anything that's going to be hurtful, mm. you know, that's going to hurt the relationship. So there's certain things that I just don't do. When I think about Debbie, I, I, there's certain things I just don't do because I know it's going to hurt her. Yeah. yeah. So that's the motivation. That's the drive. So it's not about legalistic. It's not about legalism. It's about this is the list of stuff you must do. Yeah, it's 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 about the grace that God extended to me, mm. and that grace has empowered me to have an internal change, yeah. and that has been for me learning obedience. Is that it's the God of grace that is teaching me obedience, yeah. and it's it's things like like for example, um, uh, I used to I used to smoke. I used to smoke cigarettes. And uh, for what reason, I can't even remember why I did it. It was probably just to be accepted by people or just to be, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, to be part of the crowd or something like that. And um, when, I, when I started walking with God, uh, started walking in this relationship with God, I just, I, I thought, you know, this is going to hinder my relationship with Him. There's going to be a problem in me being in a relationship with God. Mm. And so I stopped because I wanted to stop, because I wanted God. I wanted God more than I wanted sin, mm. you see. Mm. Because, you know, sin is fun, sin is easy. But there's something that, that comes with that lifestyle that takes me away from God. And I didn't want that. I wanted to be with God. I wanted God more than I wanted sin. And so that was where, for me, you know, that's been the journey of, of, of obedience. And so Jesus said, all who love me will do what I say. Yeah. So there's this, there's this context where, where there's love, where there's trust, where there's faith. Yeah. And, in, and then, here, and th th this is what I love. I love this. And my Father will love them and we will come and make our home with them. Amen. Yeah, I think for me personally, I think the, I can say like Yvonne, I mean, when I grew up, I, actually wanted to be obedient to my parents. Not that I always got it right. That's why I got lots of hidings. <laughs> we were we were living in those days that if you did something wrong, you, you, you felt the pain, even at school. So I think for me, but I wanted to do the right things. And I always, not that I always got it right, but there was, uh, I, I did connect love and obedience. And, um, and I saw that my parents loved me and because they loved me, they wanted the best for me. So the things that they said to me and not all the instructions that they gave me was 100% aligned to the Word of God. I can tell you that as well. But I also, at some point in my life, figured that out. But ultimately, they wanted the best for me. So I wanted to, to please them. So it was important for me to please them. And uh, so when I became a believer, to please the Lord was important. It is still important. And I realized that to, to grieve, and I saw the impact of disobedience on my parents, it grieved them. Mm. And I saw that 
and it really touched them. Yeah. And I realized now that, you know, when I'm disobedient to God, I grieve the Holy Spirit. And we know what happens when you grieve the Holy Spirit, he becomes quiet. He just don't talk to you. And then you realize, hey, I've done something wrong here. I need to go and fix it. So I think it's a, it's, I value the obedience. And I think, but like we said about partial obedience or delayed obedience is disobedience. And I think it's for me, he's uh, so mindful of that. I have to complete the task that God has given me and, and what he set out to do. I cannot give up on it. And I see so many believers around one that sort of just flake out, you know, they sort of just give up. And I, and sometimes I, even to my own detriment, would just carry on doing it. But I realized that it's, I think I understand the impact of disobedience. And yeah. I, I, that, that's for me personally. So, yeah, I think it's a big issue in my life. And, uh, and I think that's why it's so important that we talk about it. Uh, I trust that it's really helped others. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if you want to think about any final thoughts before we close. Is there anything you want to add? You don't have to, but I mean, if this. Yeah, I think for for me, Don, just as a final thought, um, I do want to mention this that, you know, when we speak about obedience, uh, we're not just talking about big events in your life. I think that's important. Yeah, yeah we, we we're not talking about big decisions you have to make. Mm. And of course, I mean, if there's a big decision you have to make, pray about it. And find out what is God's will for that decision. Mm-hmm. That's that's a given. But let's not stop with only the big events, only the big decisions that we now are praying over. Mm-hmm. And just know that, but I'm in a relationship with God and I'm walking with Him daily. Mm-hmm. And what this means is that God is speaking to me daily. Yeah. I'm in communion with Him daily. I have the Holy Spirit. And so we have we have communication. He's speaking to me, I'm speaking to Him. And uh, when I think about, uh, uh, you know, uh, this lifestyle, a lifestyle of obedience, yeah. be obedient in the small things. Not, don't, you know, don't live your life and then now you have to make, make a big decision and now all of a sudden I'm going to church and I'm praying and I'm reading the word because of this decision. I don't want to get it wrong. Um, I don't think that's what God wants. God is saying, I paid for your whole life. I want all of you. Yeah. The small, the big. I want to know you. I want to walk with you every day. That's what God is saying, mm. right? Now, and, and, and Hebrews 3, 12 to 15 says, Be careful then, dear brothers and sisters. Make sure that your own hearts are not evil and unbelieving, turning you away from the living God. You must warn each other every day while it is still today, so that none of you will be deceived by sin and hardened against God. For if we are faithful to the end, trusting God just as firmly as we did when we first believed, we will share in all the things that belongs to Christ. Remember what it says. And here's, here's, the, here's, the, here's the main part I want to highlight. Today, when you hear his voice, don't harden your hearts as Israel did when they rebelled. Mm. And so there's this thing about today. Mm. What is God saying to me today? And, mm. and there's opportunities for me to be obedient to what God is leading me into do today. And, and, and it might be a small thing, it might be a big thing, but it's, it's this lifestyle that we are called into. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Yeah, my last thoughts is finish what God has started in you. The instruction that He gave you, finish it. Otherwise, you will never be at peace and 
happy with yourself. It's very important. Yeah, I want to latch on to that. And I think for me is, you know, when you look at Revelations and uh, it's the overcomers that God will invite in and is to finish off and finish well and, and to hear those words, well done, faithful servant. And uh, what is a faithful servant? A faithful servant is not going halfway, it's going all the way. And that's what I'd like to be, in, is to be that faithful servant. So, um, mm-hmm. But thank you very much. I think thank this you. was an awesome discussion. So, yeah. so next time we're going to talk about honor, and, and I really believe that, and I trust that you've enjoyed this time together this morning. Uh, like I said, we didn't touch on all aspects of obedience. There's a lot more, and there's a lot of reading you can go do about obedience. But I think we've we've talked about the essence of obedience, but you also talked about the benefits and and what it means to be partially obedient or delayed obedience. And I think those are crucial aspects. And and I believe there's a lot to take away. So next time we want to talk about honor. Honor is a big thing. In honor, there's a lot to say about honor, and we're going to do it in less than an hour. And I realize that the topic can, uh, is a big topic, but I believe that also going to bless you. So thank you for joining us this morning. God bless you. And don't forget, if you missed any one of the other sessions, um, if this is the first one you tune into, remember to go and look at the first ones because they all come together. It's not just one topic. Uh, you have to listen to all of them. Yeah. And I think it's just part of being in the kingdom of God. So God bless you. Thank you, Kurvis, Yvonne. Thank you. Awesome to have you with us this morning. Yes. Thank you for all our listeners and, and viewers. God bless you. Amen. Amen.